hi, I'm Sabine and I'm from Pakistan, a GNE myopathy patient. I live in Karachi. Do you recall your initial thoughts when you received your diagnosis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything was quite sudden, actually. Uh, I was in my university and I was uh, doing my bachelor's of uh, business administration here in Pakistan. And um, I was actually diagnosed in the year 1999, way back, by Dr. Tahseen Muzaffar while he was practicing in Pakistan. So he was the one who actually guided me through, and I had multiple of tests. Uh, at that time, there was no gene testing or anything like that. So we had to go from the basics and, uh, you know, electromyographies, and it was quite perfect for me. But I, I think I was very confident and brave girl <laughs> because I went through three to five uh, EMGs and um, two were done in Pakistan and rest of them were in US when I actually uh, visited Dallas um, and there uh, the doctors declared that I have Nonaka. Actually uh, at that time or still some people call it Nonaka. So it was a shock but more of a push towards the road which had no route or map or it was just a walk where the destination was totally unknown and after the diagnosis and I was confirmed that I have some muscular dystrophy so first of all it was just something new that I never knew and um, uh, muscles uh, weakness was you know it wasn't that bad but the thing that was bad was that I got to know that it was progressive and it will be more. So I felt that my life had to be reprogrammed and with uh, some new softwares. Um, but the only problem was that I didn't know uh, how to, uh, you know, what to load again. I knew that uh, how to reformat it, but I had no clue what to load, what which softwares to be put in again which programs uh, but the thing is that my family was uh, very cooperative and they all are one of the strongest and resilient ones so uh, they were very supportive yet uh, never made me think for a second that anything in my life is unachievable so yes and this is the reason I made it through and I'm living a good life uh, in the sense that I'm very happy and I have no regrets in my life. Wow, that's interesting that you were at the prime of your life when you got this diagnosis and you were mm -hmm. so courageous to reprogram yourself and to have such a positive outlook on your life. That's, <laughs> that's very, very courageous, I mean many of us would become so depressed and uh, we will go inward and uh, so I'm very encouraged that you at that time in your life when you were going to university and you got this diagnosis and um, you were diagnosed by Dr. Mozafar. he's on the NDF uh, scientific 
committee that's interesting as well that's right that's right and thankfully he was here in pakistan otherwise i don't know uh this was a blessing for me and he still holds a great value in my life seriously he's a great person what would you say is your biggest hurdle that you have overcome with uh, gne myopathy mm see uh the people with rare disorders uh with any type of rare disorders basically have life that is a challenge in itself right so with me being a gne patient uh the disease uh took over gradually uh because uh in i would say in co more comprehensive terms that it's progressive so it takes over us very gradually uh the life hits bad but you know you get hit very gradually because the things go on more very slowly but it moves on or you know um i would say that uh for me every day is still a challenge and each day brings out new hurdles you know i'm never prepared but deal with them and embrace them to deal with it uh but uh embrace them by the day each day i just say that it's a new day and i have to take up on new challenges you know so uh actually this rare disorder is not that big of a challenge for me the society and the people's perception of sympathizing rather than empathizing is a bigger hurdle you know sometimes you are already living in a great normal life but people around you make sure that you treat uh, you're treated like you actually have some problem see the uh, actually the rare disorder is not that big of a problem and it's not that bigger challenge but for me uh, the bigger challenge and the bigger hurdle was the society and the people's perception of uh, a disease that they were not very aware of you know and uh, they were in a very sympathizing tone and uh, i really uh, never wanted somebody's sympathies i really wanted people to be empathizing uh, but you know this type of society is a bigger hurdle i suppose and i think not for me only for anybody else uh, having any rare disorder and still they are managing to live a normal life i think uh, we do manage to live a normal life uh, if you see uh, i think we don't uh, take it too much on us uh, you know i feel what i want to do i've got to do and i do it but uh, in a very different manner and with some difficulties but i manage to do it because it's my will power that i do it uh sometimes you are already living a great normal life but people around you they make sure that you treat uh, they treat you like uh, you know you actually have some serious illness or some serious disease whereas yeah. uh, it's not a serious disease i'm sorry it's not a disease it's just a different type of formation of your uh, you know whole genome so inclusion is one big hurdle i think that i ha i have to come across and overcome every time and another hurdle that i faced that was in my child's good upbringing 
I literally, I literally had to cross big barriers in nurturing and instilling few characteristics in him. And, uh, you know, because uh, you are handicapped, everyone tries to overshadow you if you're a handicap, you know. So yes. I knew, uh, but I knew I know better about myself and my abilities. And that's how I moved on. And uh, uh, my son is now about 15 and I have... Uh, be always been uh, very uh, resilient and very uh, conscious about how I teach uh, my son and how I uh, bring him, you know, uh, into the self-awareness and this conscious world. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then my son was very cooperative. My spouse was always has been co cooperative. But now as my son is a grown up child, I feel that he is uh, more attuned to my, uh, you know, uh, abilities and what I can do and what I can't do. So he's more aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important that the people around us, you know, have the confidence in what we can do and we, you know, are in our physical abilities. Exactly. And uh, it seems like in in your in pakistan you felt stigmatized about Definitely. your disease are you yeah, able to go out freely and you know visit some places or do some things you want to do over see, in pakistan uh, see, in pakistan i will not say that uh, it's totally wheelchair friendly country but you know uh, there are not many uh, wheelchair accessible places, but still, uh, I, as I told you that if I have to do something, I will do it by any means. So even at my home, there are stairs and I'm at first floor. So I don't care if I have to go out and I have nobody, my husband or my son with me, I will call two men from downstairs and they will lift me on my wheelchair and take me down, you know. Uh, and I'll go. I admire so, your determination, uh, Sabine, to deal with this this, this disease. It's it's very this is uh, actually very important for people like us. If we don't have determination, we could be very restricted or limited. But I think I shouldn't be limiting myself for anything. Absolutely. Uh, why should I? Yeah, you know. Right. You're right. We sh we shouldn't limit ourselves. So that was that has always been my main objective throughout. After I was diagnosed and up till this date, uh, believe me, I have. Uh, I don't want anybody to tell me that. See, this is not possible, and it can't happen. You can't go. And if somebody tells me that I can't go, then I make sure that I go. <laughs> yeah wow more power to you great thank you that, yeah i like that spirit of yours what if there's a cure how would this change your life yeah i always uh, used to think uh that it will change a lot of things in my life a lot as i told you uh, the people 
well i think start taking me differently first of all uh, but uh, at this age of mine and at this point of time now people's thought doesn't really matter to me the thing that will change the most is my own uh, uh, you know daily routine and daily life how i manage i think if i manage few something in uh, an hour or two hours i'll be able to manage that in within 15 minutes it's the matter of time and it's a matter of you know uh, moving around easily i think uh, uh, the worst part of uh, our disease is that we are uh, becoming dependent to somebody else and uh, i think uh, it's to 2020 and with this new age and new decade everybody will accept that uh, the world is very fast it's moving fast people do not have time and uh, it's not about that others will not care about us but you know we need to be independent and like others are so i would really uh, i don't know how will i react if there is a cure and would i be able to believe it sometimes it's i think that i will be very different i mean i won't be able to believe it or take it very seriously uh, it's been so long that i've been uh, in the thoughts that maybe someday the cure will come but it seems a bit uh, you know fantasy for me yeah well the good so, thing is you know we have a couple institutions working on a cure and we have all these you know renowned researchers and the neuromuscular disease foundation is um funding all these researchers to find us a cure and yeah i think that so you know nice. i'm very hopeful i'm very hopeful something will happen soon sabine i want to thank you very much for graciously giving us an insight into what it is like living with gne myopathy and i want also want to thank our many listeners uh who have been listening to our podcasts to learn more about gne myopathy please visit uh, us at curehibm.org <music>